Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz left his company seven months ago, which led many to wonder what the socially conscious executive was planning. <laughs> to Schultz, Starbucks was never just a coffee shop. He saw his stores as meeting halls where customers came to chew over the great issues of the day. <laughs> is rooted in a rags to riches life. Tonight, oh my God. Schultz reveals traumas he has never discussed publicly. Uh, At the age of 65, ooh. he is preparing for the greatest challenge of his life. Many believe that Schultz would run for president as a Democrat. His announcement tonight may come as a surprise. Is there any... <laughs> He's not even a Democrat. <laughs> Is there any bigger tool than Scott Pelley? You know, he he looks like um, someone from Malibu's second husband, right? <laughs> That's kind of my impression of him, right? Oh my God! I don't watch any. I don't watch TV TV news or TV at all. So it came as a shock that this was a person who's yeah. been on the news for like twenty five years. <laughs> just, I'm just like, oh my God! He's been around forever. So when what a, what a what a just a bimbo. It's when when they say like it's like a place where people talk about like that they chew on the issues. First off, nice little like use of like food metaphor and that. But also like it's like a it's it's like a French salon where you have to use a bathroom code. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at just at a Starbucks at lunch on my old daycare job. So Oh my God. Yeah. Where um you know you can have any kind of opinion there, just not necessarily any kind of skin color. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So when he quit, were, were we still in the middle of that national conversation on race? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think he'd, he'd sewed that up in a nice button. Yeah, exactly. And was ready to move on. Yeah, he's like, here's a different color Seattle sucks. We're back in on the boat. On the boat, we're recording. I'm this is Colin, uh, and I'm joined with Greg. I'm Greg, and we have a good friend, Ben Udishin. Yeah. There you go. Host of another podcast, yes. locally produced, uh, called Unpopular Front. Yes, thank you. And yeah, uh, <laughs> it's also our old roommate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was talking to you, Greg. It's like. Um, Ever so since we were roommates, like you moved, you moved to LA, right? And you you had moved out before because you had gotten married, yeah. And I was just I was talking about this with my wife how your wedding was the drunkest I had ever been <laughs> until my wedding. I think a lot of people can say that as that well. Was, yeah. that, it's that open bar. Well, yeah. Yeah. Open I, bar I was like for like 23. Right, yeah. 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 So I was like, younger. Yeah, I'm we, only, we, I'm we were, we were pretty young. Yeah. 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 24 or something? Yeah. 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 Open bar at a 20, wedding of 24-year-olds was... Well, yeah. I like, like my, my wife, Rachel, almost got hit by a car like after because she was couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was her wedding, though. Like, no, yeah. Up. Yeah, totally. But, I yeah. mean, everyone was uh, was drinking. Oh, my God. And her, and her, her new husband was just pointing and laughing <laughs> instead of uh, helping her to a car. I was, I was trying to keep her alive. That's that's mm-hmm. very important. I really should have had that on my wedding night, actually. <laughs> I ended up just, like, ordering way too much Domino's to, like, a fancy hotel suite that people got me for, like, the, uh, you know, 
for our special night. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I don't want room service. I want cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like a fucking Domino's guy, like, you know, have to like yeah, yeah. go up to the presidential suite. So I actually kind of felt like Trump in retrospect. That's a, that's a very Trump move. So it was presidential. He yeah, is very president. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm presidential the, dude. Yeah, yeah. Not the suite, the fast food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Okay, so there is more. I'm sorry to say, there is more to this beautiful, beautiful, it is beautiful. Uh, 60 minutes episode that I want you all to hear. There's just something so lovely about it opening in the void too. It's like <laughs> right. That's that classic <laughs> 60 minutes 60 thing, minutes, right? Yeah. That's how you know they're serious. Yeah. Um, there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this is all there <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> okay. It's true. I've, you know, I've been a lifelong Democrat. I look at both parties. We see extremes on both sides. Ooh. Well, we are sitting today with approximately twenty-one and a half trillion dollars of debt. Ah! Example. That's a big Not number. Of Republicans, but of Democrats as well, as a reckless failure of their <laughs> constitutional responsibility. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, we don't actually need to play anything else. No. So and this national debt stuff is just like such like bullshit, right? Like it's total horseshit. Like yeah. do you think our children's like do you think, you know, do you, do you think Colin's kids going to give a fuck about the national debt like while like the oceans rise, <laughs> like while like Idaho sort of becomes the West Coast? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I but it's even worse than that. Like the entire debt conversation that we've had is it's a bullshit trope that is meaningless that deliberately misunderstands literally how fucking money works. Right. And it's a it's a deliberate program to preserve the wealth of the rich. That's it. Yeah. By taxing them less and keeping inflation at zero. That's all. That's all it is. It doesn't matter in any other sense. We could pay off literally any amount of debt. The number is actually irrelevant yeah. since we print fucking dollars. Like we the debt's denominated in fucking dollars in right. the currency that we fucking control. Yeah. No, We're like, not in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh and so it's it's bullshit. I do like dolmas, though. It, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's stupid that we're talking about it. I think we need to talk about it a ton because the that the field has been seeded utterly by the Democrats who have taken over our lifetimes, taken up that cause yeah. in this we, in this way in order to somehow to pander to Republicans and then get just taken by Republicans who actually don't care, who know that they don't care, like. Right. Paul Ryan knows he doesn't care. He knows that conversation is only exists for the purpose of passing massive tax cuts. That's the only reason that conversation, that this rhetorical tool exists. And so he's fine to do that and then, like, massively increase the military budget. So why do you guys think, then, that this is the issue that someone, like... Because, like, he's he's a known figure, right? But mm-hmm. it's not exactly like people are, like, outside of the people who buy, you know, whose, like, library just made up of books they bought at the, at the airport. Like, <laughs> besides that kind of, like, business person, like, do people really... Are people Howard Schultz? Fans, no. no, and then he's choosing an issue that like normal people could care literally. Like you, like 
people like I bet if you pull the average American, more people care about that that Alex Jones conspiracy about they're turning the frogs gay yeah. than yeah. they do no, about the national sure. debt. There's like no, but the thing is, but. Which Howard is true, Schultz. by the way. They are turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Howard Schultz isn't a regular person. Exactly. He's an isolated billionaire who gets everything he knows about the world from an insular, uh, centrist, like, faux-wonk media that, that, like, that has bought this line and trades on it as the, the height of... Objective centrist rationality, right, yes, because it's something that they think their pea brains can understand, and and it's so that's all you read. I mean, if you read, if all if your only news came from the fucking New York Times or something, mm-hmm. you would think that that is what America is up in arms about. Yes, um, and it's just horseshit because it's not. It's a non. It's a non-real thing. It's no. a totally made-up bullshit issue. Um, there are real implications to it. It's not like uh, it, it's a totally bad faith argument. Is my point? I don't think yeah. his faith is bad here. I think he's he a believes, dummy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a dumb dumb. He's just not that smart. No. And, he, and he, he's a political, right? Yeah. And he also the fact that he would say, "I like support Democrats, but I would run as an independent against like the." Maybe against like the individual who Democrats hate more than like any person in my entire lifetime, Donald Trump. Like, yeah, the, po- the like politics he just is of like, it. Yeah, it's so the racehorse of it is doesn't make any sense either. But I mean, like, you don't even have to get that far. He's not, it's not going to matter. He's not going to spoil anything. No, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's probably not going to end up running because he's just going to fucking humiliate himself. Yeah, but I mean, but the debt thing, like, it, he is an avatar for. An entire like class of sort of media and business people who bought, who buy just these basic lines. Who because they're apolitical, they they go like, oh, whatever is the center position of the right. the media class must be the smart, rational thing. I don't need to understand it. I just need to read like op eds about it. Yeah, and, I'm just gonna read Thomas Friedman. Right, and um, it's like it's, put a McDonald's in every country. Done. Yeah. <laughs> World peace, baby. Yeah, he has he has achieved Friedman's vision. Yeah. Put a Starbucks by, in every country. Yes, yeah. he has. He he is the fast food king of the world. Yeah. He has a a fast food empire yeah. where you can get a a coffee and a smile in every fucking country. <laughs> smile. And, Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not at the not in Seattle. Yeah, not at the Starbucks I go to when I was working. For sure. I don't know. It's forbidden here, but no. um, uh, obviously, you know, yeah, he's total trash. Like he is the only good hey, thing about pass all that this, bottle. Of course, yeah, pass the bottle. The only good thing about this is he has to have paid out millions of dollars to these consultants, right? Right. Yeah. And I feel like this is probably good. Although part of me wishes that these people would, like, all just go work for, like, I don't know, like, um, just, like, a fourth-string Democratic nominee for, you know, person to run for president. Just no, to, like, so, someone clearly... was try- someone conned that guy in, is it West Virginia? Yeah. Um, well, on exactly this oh, con. Oh, uh, Jetta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of feel bad for him. I feel he really bad up. for that guy. He, he I'm, well, the part about... Actually, giving up his state house seat doesn't even make sense. You can run for president and still he could, he could still he could run again. You know, like 
Yeah. But so that's I feel bad for that. He's smart to have like come around and like I think once it went live, a bunch of people went to him and said, "What the no. fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm getting took." Right. Um, but that's what's happening to Howard Schultz, right? He's got kind of yeah. Well, I'm and that's why the centrist nonsense, right? Because if you're just a hack trying to scam this billionaire out of a ton of money and money that you can raise for him for your exorbitant consultant fees. The safest bet is, it's the classic American political safe bet of yeah. going with the centrist common wisdom, because if it fails, you can say, well, I mean, well, you know, exactly. it must have been you, asshole. Yeah, or, you know, or, okay, so I have a few questions about centrism as a political ideology, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, you know, I'm sure we're all on our own, like, lefty bubbles, but, um, you know, um, I... When you hear centrist, it doesn't really mean an actual goal. No. There's not, like, a vision with it. Like, I mean, some could say that's a problem with lib, liberals. I don't know. For me, it's like a, uh, I don't know, it's like a Marxist third world or not. (laughs) uh, You know, it's just like a socialist guy. Like, when I hear that, I just think, I, I think that that's basically the same. But... Centrist as he he he's like he proclaimed himself as like I am going to be an independent centrist as though that's like a thing that has like a political currency or a meaning and that's a thing that's going to get people to care. I mean, to me that well, that is proof that he he's just being built right. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get to bullshit. more of that though. Um, we're going to get to more of that though if we keep if we dare if we keep mm. uh, listening to some of this horse shit. Um, there's going to be more smooth Scott Pelly tones. Oh, God. I want to see America win. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, Republican. Bring me your ideas. Bring me your ideas. I will be an independent person who will embrace those ideas because I am not in any way in bed with a party. Ugh. So, I, the, did you read said, I am an independent person. That yes. was his the proclamation of his ideology. Bring me your ideas. Yeah, exactly. but as if, yeah, that's the centrist, though. I think yeah. to sort of address your question, we have Greg and I have talked about this at length after reading uh, Thomas Frank's *Listen, Liberal*. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that we we have a lot of friends who are still very much of the centrist mind, even mm-hmm. now, even today. Who are like our age? Who are mm-hmm. our age? Yeah, yeah uh, exactly our age. People that I've kn- I've known basically my whole life, and I I don't think that they'll change. And I, I think so. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it is a political viewpoint because yeah. there are true believers, and I think Howard Schultz is a true believer. And I wouldn't be so cynical as to say that he's getting taken because I think there are probably policy experts and strategists that also believe yeah very very uh i don't think it's mutually exclusive no no it probably isn't right but um it it has an appeal and i think it especially has an appeal getting back to thomas frank to professionals because it's so it's really so corporatist when you get down yeah. to it yeah. it's get everybody in it's room. the mealy mouth management. consult the experts it's yeah. management exactly yeah. it's about risk 
and not about feelings or about risk aversion or idea yeah. yeah. or really ideas or imagination. Yeah. It's about reality in scare quotes. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about being practical, yeah. but not actually like the thing that's that bothers me. Um, especially like as like a leftist guy and like a guy who really strongly believes in like the idea that like we are existing like all of these things are struggles and they're all conflicts mm -hmm. they're so obsessed with like finding common ground and not accepting that there's conflict that it's it's like they really do just believe in that like as like yeah. MLK talked about this negative that like this idea of negative peace and it's less about like dealing with the struggles and acknowledging that there's inequalities, but it's a, it's basically it's basically me when my parents were fighting before they got a divorce. Like that's kind of what centrism feels like. <laughs> it's like not accepting that there is an actual conflict and that things need to change, and yeah. instead being like, I just want everyone to stop fighting and I want things to be normal. And that's right. why professionals love it so much. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a great, very great point. It is it's a good analogy basically. too, and um, especially for these times but it's also like ultimately whatever they believe and they'll attach the most bizarre and he it get it goes there here when they start when they <laughs> dare to finally identify some problems and acknowledge yeah. that there are problems the language becomes well let's find ideas to figure this out um we have a lot of ideas you just don't you haven't been listening to them <laughs> yeah. for like a hundred years this is where it comes it like clashes because and where it's ultimately a con, whether everyone involved in this campaign believes it, it, it's a higher con because ultimately all you're doing and all you're really talking about is maintaining a status quo. If you're trying to, you know, that that's what you're talking about. That's, yeah, and oh, that, that's that's what I think you were oh, saying, yeah, Ben. For said, sure. Yeah, and these people are in a position where they so have... Status good. Right, they have more to lose than they think they do to gain. So. Yeah, yeah. They're just inherently against... Robert. And they're right. No, that's definitely true. They have... Yeah. How many Howard Schultz has a lot to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Several billion dollars in his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on um, to something else banal and bleak. That says that over 40% of the American people don't have $400 in the bank and only a crisis away uh, from... Negative wealth, a bankers. lot of people. Yeah. Or that 5.5 million kids in America many of whom are African-American and Latino, are not in school and not in work, and don't have a chance. And one out of six people in America are food insecure. This is what I think about. Yeah. Those grim numbers describe his own childhood. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, his proletarian origins or whatever notwithstanding. Yeah. Like So right there, he identifies like some real problems yeah. um but as and he goes on to talk about this but as a centrist uh, whatever that fuck that means he's looking to preserve most of the status quo and find innovative little exactly. fixes and he needs ideas yeah. and it's like it's it's why seattle it's why this podcast like continues to be stimulating for us because <laughs> Seattle is this microcosm of like our culture oh, and yeah, this sure. managerial mindset. Yeah. Because what we were saying last week, what it what was you know Brian and Mary mm -hmm. were saying, like it's like we're the first fucking city yeah. on earth. Yeah. And it's like yeah. we're the first fucking country on earth. Like we need to come up with these new ideas to right. solve exactly fucking 
poverty and uh, it, it, there there are critiques, Howard. Critiques <laughs> exist. Yeah, I can think of a few. Uh, like the, it's out there, and it's not hard to understand. Um, and all this centrist nonsense and this debt horse shit it, and all the talk of needing ideas that you've been fed to say are really, really in service of obfuscating the reality, which is right. we just need to take your money away. Right. By yeah. taxation, yeah. by li uh, placing limits, by taxation on your income and yeah. wealth, placing limits on your ability to make that wealth, by... Uh, taking over companies like yours and putting them in the hands of workers and by devaluing the currency thereby devaluing that wealth Which and my debt yeah. yeah exactly and everyone's debt <laughs> honestly just everyone's debt should go away <laughs> except for we should just give all the debt to him how about that <laughs> but you know what he has the money to pay for it that's, so, right. that's a great thing yeah. you know I, ideas I got an idea guys I got an idea he said no so, idea big or small one thing that I did notice in that is he was talking about you know how like there's a lot of kids and you know there's like a lot of kids from you know disadvantaged identity communities that, you know, are not in school or working. And I was like, well, I have two questions. One, like, the sort of more, like, you know, fuck everything, like, more anarcho side of me is basically saying, why do they have to work? Right. Why totally. do they have to go to school? Yeah. We're very anti-job on this Yeah, podcast, I'm super anti-work. And, like, I... It fucking sucks. Like, I even... I feel like I can say that because I have a job that I actually feel rel is, like, relatively positive for society for maybe, like, the first time in my What's life. What's that like? I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's very odd. It's extremely rare. It's extremely rare. Like right, and you're doing, like, real... Well, it's Needed social reproduction. It, literally. Um, right. Yes. But... You know, like, but the thing is, if we, that's one critique of that, but also, like, he is um, dependent on a certain level of insecurity in those, in those labor markets, yeah. in those disadvantaged communities, and, like, in people, like, going to school, a lot of them, because of all the debt, they need to have certain kinds of jobs, yeah. and, like, Starbucks is the kind of place you can work and do, you know, work 20 hours a week mm -hmm. or something, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, he's preying on that as much, yet he presents himself as, like, a socially yeah. conscious, as though he's, like, pres like, I don't know what it is. Do you guys think, like, that it's part of it um, is that these people know that what they have they don't deserve, and they're trying right. to, like, create some narrative that it's okay? No, well, yeah. it ends up being worse, because, honestly, if you know that that, for, that, that much of America is that fucked and you still have billions of dollars mm -hmm. you're better off not knowing because uh, you know like as far you're more guilty as far as i'm concerned right but, yeah. but this is the weird thing i think about people like him and people that are still really clinging to centrism is that it's essentially still a cult of the meritocracy and personal responsibility so when he says that stat i don't think again that he's critiquing the system or the status quo, right. he's kind of critiquing those people. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it it does sound like he's sort of, he's still putting the emphasis. I mean, this is a part of, like, the liberal idea and, like, of, you know, I mean, like, liberal small L. Yeah. Oh, God, I sound like such a fucking, like, political theory dork. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my God. 
But, like, seriously, though, like, this idea that, like, he's still, he's not blaming it on systems of power. He's right. not blaming it on... Um, that bl- he didn't identify any, any, right, any yeah. bad guys there, He's any just, causes, right, any exactly. villains, or any even any even neutral but systematic yeah. causes here. Yeah. It's just these are bad things, and we need to come up... We need ideas, but the ideas need to actually be to identify like the problems. He's right. just giving a few symptoms here. Right. right. Like, but he doesn't even know the problems yet. He's running for president, but he doesn't even know what the problems right. causing those symptoms well, are. Like, do you think he would even know that some of these kids maybe like couldn't make it to a school? Or right. that some of these kids, maybe let's say they're like, you know, out of high school age, that you know, like, it might not seem like a lot to him, but a $500 fee for a quarter at a community college... Is too much for most totally. for a lot of yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where's his idea on? You know, I mean, fuck. Like, I feel like like the most milk toast Democrats have come out with plans that are like, like there's some there there's stuff there, right? Yeah. There's things he yeah. could get from people who yeah. are not Shama Sawant. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. have to go that yeah. far. Yeah, but yeah. he can't even do that. No, well, like also like speaking of the meritocracy, I mean, like I think. We're supposed to read in a lot into this, um, the idea of him running, like, we're supposed to read in our general cultural, like, um, American Ubermensch dream. worship, yeah, yeah. you know, like, uh, of Always these... fun when the Jew is the Ubermensch, by the way, just gonna say that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun. Um, I'm glad you can have heroes. Um, <laughs> finally, someone like me. Uh... But, like, these, you know, we do have this absurd worship of, you know, of these billionaires. Though, what's funny is, I think he thinks he is in this class with the tech billionaires. With your Bezos, with your uh, Zuckerberg, with your Steve Jobs... He, I think he sees that going on and the, all the attention they get with your Elon Musk. Yeah. And he, just in his mind, he's sitting there going, yep, I'm one of them. People think I'm cool just like that. It's do, you like, think, do you think that's just because Starbucks became big in the 90s? <laughs> I, no, I think I, th- I think it's a disease of his brain. I think yeah. he, he's a CEO and a billionaire. And so like he, he identifies with these people that he actually... First of all, like we have spent a lot of words dispelling the myth of innovation, particularly oh, yeah. in the case of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. But let's like allow for a moment that these class of tech billionaires like offered anything to the world. I mean, they didn't. But again, let's yeah. like his psychosis like takes goes yet another step to assume that he's a part of that. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's not the Jeff Bezos of coffee. No. He's the fucking Ray Kroc of caffeinated milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jeff Bezos yes. is the Howard Schultz of uh, e- e-retailing is what Yeah, I think he just, yeah. I, I, yeah, honestly, totally. I, I, I do but in a different <laughs> argument yeah. yes. No, he's different just metaphor. he's a guy <laughs> With a fast food franchise. Yeah. It's true. He sells milkshakes yeah. around the world. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. There's another thing with this, too, of, like, the Starbucks culture, um, where it's, it's. I just remember when, like, the Starbucks were coming in, because I grew up in Dallas, and it was not a thing until, you know, maybe, like, 1994. 95? Strictly Folgers? Uh, I don't even remember what we did. There was like a neighborhood coffee shop that I really liked. 
Uh, but it was just because my parents took me there and they had ice cream. <laughs> they had Bluebell ice cream, which is like really good yeah, that's ice so cream. Legit. That stuff is good. But, um, yeah, but, but like there's this aspect. I mean, it's like Starbucks is like the one of the most like bougie sort of signifying brands, right? Like it, it signifies that like I'm a professional or I'm like one of those people who like wakes up and rises and grinds and acts like I'm a professional, but I make yeah. $20,000 a year, you know? <laughs> but like there's this aspect of it to where, yes, it is just Ray Kroc. It is just milkshakes. But because it's caffeinated and because it's like coffee and because of all this presentation and because like it's green... There's this, like, the color, not, like, green, whatever the that means environmentally, but, like, that it's, like, I'm being productive. I'm, like, a part, not not just of the community, but I'm, like, helping the engine of capital work because <laughs> I'm getting caffeinated yeah. while treating myself, so I'm going to work harder, you know? God damn, yeah, no, their branding is so fucking... It's good. I have to say, like, it's offensive. It's driven me insane for years. Like you were saying, like, like he thinks of it as a Parisian salon. Yeah, and it's like that's insane. It's a fucking fast food restaurant. Right. The, there was literally next to the Buffalo Wild Wings where, yes, where no, I no, it's in strip malls. Yeah. It's like it's a blight. It's an eyesore and a blight on America. There's one that in its storage container in Ballard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. No, I mean it is just a, it's a fast food guys. restaurant. Yeah. Like they can't even. But but people do have people are blinded by somehow their brand. They have maintained this like weird quasi elevated status. Yeah. In the brand strata, because uh, and I think something I I try to radicalize people about at work all the time oh, is no. occasionally if it's like an early morning <laughs> I know call. Where this is gonna oh. And. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming on real I subtle, not, right? I have not had this rant on this podcast yet. Sometimes if it's an early morning call, they'll uh, we'll buy breakfast for everybody, and it'll be and it'll be the fucking Starbucks breakfast. So like someone will put an order for the travelers for coffee, the to go yeah. things, and and get a bunch of pre-made in a factory, uh, sealed in plastic wrappers. Shipped in a refrigerator truck to a Starbucks, and for your convenience, popped in a microwave before your eyes, and out comes a America. hot steaming <laughs> breakfast sandwich. That's what you get. That's the food they serve at Starbucks. They don't have a kitchen. They have a microwave and a factory that makes stuff mm. sealed in a wrapper. Oh, yeah. And the joke of this is, McDonald's breakfast is Way better than that. Oh yeah, it's a restaurant. I'm not. I, I'm no like apologist for McDonald's, but like it's a fucking restaurant, and they have a kitchen. When you order like a, a sandwich with egg on it, like an egg McMuffin, the actual egg McMuffin, the the classic, mm -hmm. where you know you see like the white and the yolk. That's a whole egg that comes from in that McDonald's that yeah. gets cracked into a little thing. If it's if it's a, a scrambled egg thing, you know, that's like a bag of scrambled eggs like sure. most restaurants, a lot of restaurants use. Point is, they, they actually, they cook your sausage patty on a fucking griddle, you know? It's food made yeah. in a kitchen, yeah. not made in a factory like you can, like you would get at the freezer aisle at the grocery store and microwave yourself at home, but they charge yeah. you seven fifty for it. And 
you can't get a McDonald's breakfast for the people I work with because they'll turn their fucking exactly. nose up at it. Yes. But you hand them McDonald's and they're not. And you hand them Starbucks and they're not like you know they're not that's like thrilled. happy that you're you're not catered. They'd rather you catered them a yeah, breakfast, exactly. but like, but it it's okay. But it's better. But they'll take it. Exactly. You know, it's like well, it's Starbucks. Exactly. You know? No. Fuck! It drives me insane. No, I uh, <laughs> I have to say, I used to eat those all the time. I would pay for them. <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. You I would are, pay for them. You. I would pay for them. I would pay money for those. But it's watch pure. them. No, you, you watch them take it out of the case, turn around, and put it in the microwave well, behind them. I um, my only use of Starbucks in like the past year was I don't I haven't been there in ages because where I'm nannying the kids there isn't one and there's like so many look like there's so many good like independent local coffee shops in Beacon Hell. I would be such a fucking asshole to walk like an extra mile just to go to a that's Starbucks. True in, that's true in every every neighborhood in this town. That's one yeah. of the genuinely like real Shout out things to the, about to the, the the bus stop or the stop. That's a good one. That's all I got. I go over to Lion Bakery across the street where I often go. get um, goodies and treats for the podcast. We're actually this the spring rolls tonight are from Curbside, the food truck. Oh, okay, they're, all right, um, they're very good. Yeah, uh, but Lion Bakery, the the Scandinavian bakery, um, they have coffee, and if depending on who's making it, it's very good. I'm noticing uh, a uh, pattern though because the mcdonald's and starbucks sort of parallel is interesting with um i have food in my mouth guys it's fine on my on my <laughs> podcast sucks. on my podcast i don't eat with food in my mouth that much so <laughs> but that's such a seattle move though right like that our company is going to be reheating Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's going to be $4. It's not seven seventy five. believe me, guys. I know. For the lower level, it's only 4 bucks. But um, that we're going to do that, but we're going to, like, make you feel, like, good. You're going to pat yourself on the back about it, you know? Because you can buy a mixtape with it. Exactly. Like, you, know? you can buy, like, the, like fourth Nora Jones album. God damn, I forgot they did that shit. Oh my god. That my was one dad... of my favorite parts of going to Starbucks. Oh, How so fucking good. funny it was to see what album they had. <laughs> they, slept, they probably sold more records at Starbucks than, than they did at like all independent red yeah. stores in yeah. the country. But, um... That might not be true. You guys did, did Starbucks put Capital Records out of business or not Capital? What's <laughs> um, the Tower? Tower, 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 Tower. I'm sure they did. I'm, I'm sure they did. But uh, no, but like it's it it's such a Seattle thing because like I can think of. I mean, that's basically what Amazon is. Amazon just took Walmart and yeah. just and just is basically the same labor kind of stuff. Yeah. Basically, all of the criticisms that my very liberal new age mom would love to say when we were driving through Texas to go to Arkansas to visit family yeah. about how, like, oh, those people at the Walmart, you know? Oh, Walmart. We're not going to stop at Walmart. We're going to stop at Target, you know? Like, that kind of bullshit. Because it's French. Target. <laughs> exactly. Maybe my reading was that uh, it's because it's red. But yeah, okay. <laughs> a yeah. little bit of you that. You red diaper, baby? No. I wish. Just, just liberal. Very just classic, just not classical liberal, not that kind of liberal. I'm not fucking Dave Rubin, but just that, um, yeah, just total libs. I mean, kind of progressive, 
But it's basically just on, like, criminal justice stuff, because my dad was a defense attorney. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. Did he do public defense, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um ended up, he was just starting to do this when we were still roommates, but he actually is one of the, um, he was on the board for the Texas Innocence Project. Oh, oh fuck. Nice. So he's Can sort of, like, semi-retired. I, I would love to if get him If he was on, a but... Seattle... Do, uh... Oh, my God. He would totally go on a, a show I should about... actually, that's someone we should get. You should find on... someone like that. But. Someone from the Defense Association. Um, I think that's what they're called. Now I forget. It's something like that. Like I did an internship there in college. Uh, okay. yeah. The Seattle one, it's called Def- Defenders Association? It's something like that. That's the Seattle one. I don't know. I know about I haven't been in that know. building in like 10, 12 years or something. Yeah. But, um, no, but yeah. Yeah, it's just it's that sort of like idea that like obviously I see that this brand as being you know, is uh, extracting wealth from the misery of the poor and is giving them, like, zero-hour contracts and is, like, making them work 38 hours a week, you know, or, like, that kind of bullshit. And you notice that, but you just sort of will... Like, this is the thing that I think, in general, liberals have done a lot, where they just... They find one bad guy, and then they're like, we're just going to find someone who's not as bad. But I realize that that's just because that's how... Like Democrats have operated politically for since like, I don't know the seventies. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, that neoliberalism. Yeah. That yeah. it's the idea, sort of like again that centrist kind of yeah. thing. So I don't know. One question about Schultz for you guys: Do you think the reason why he's doing this and is doing the independent kind of flirtation, besides him just being like just a massive moron, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that has to be such a huge part of it, right? But yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Do you think part of it is that they see that, like, you know, folks that, like, you know, Bernie Sanders is probably going to announce and Elizabeth Warren is doing mm-hmm. pretty well, like, that there's, like, social Democrats and Democratic yeah. Socialists, whatever Again, the difference this, is running? This is where I think he's getting took. Yeah. It's because um, it's a dumb idea. He shouldn't do it. It's stupid. Yeah. Okay, like, let's get that out of the way. So I think this is part of the pitch is, like... Because he's going to ask, well, why should I come out of nowhere and do this? And I think that's the pitch he's getting is, look, this is these are crazy times. Mm-hmm. There's This is, you know, this could end up being between Bernie and Trump. And then that is the moral reason, because that's how he does think morally. Um, he thinks he does. And, <laughs> he and thinks then morally, the, just not about the things that are actually moral. Yeah, exactly. Um and then that's the practical thing of like that's the end too, you know. And I so I think that it doesn't make any actual sense. So I think yeah. it's part of the it's the justification for the whole thing. It's just the why it's the why him, you know. That's part of the story. Because um, for him to get in, but I well sure I agree with the reasoning, but I think I think it was honestly probably the other way around, that he believes that everyone is running around with their heads cut cut off and where are all the sensible yeah. smart people who to line up with the politics of the American people the it, silent exa- majority right the si- yeah Nixon silent majority no he says yeah. that in this interview I know he does but uh Trump also said that too <laughs> I mean it's a, it, <laughs> every, it's yeah. yeah well that's the thing another thing you're reading if if your whole diet of politics is like horse shit from the New York Times is that America is mostly very centrist and is put off by... We're a center-right nation. Yeah. yeah. As I heard my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's what these shitheads think. Okay. Well, yeah. The, yeah, the right 
The center keeps moving. For the well, when you rather. define your, when a whole like swath of American elite define their politics as opposed to what is on the left and right, you're letting that the center is going to fucking move <laughs> yeah, one way or the exactly. other. The center will not hold. Like yeah. it, it, you know, it's so obvious. It's right? it's math. Like if they're yeah. going farther to the right, the center is too. You right. know, it's so fucking stupid. Okay, um, next up we've got. Uh, let's see what this is. Every American deserves the right to have access to quality access. Healthcare. But what the Democrats what are proposing right is something that is as false as the wall. Oh! Free health care for all. Oh, that is a bold... First of all, he he he, throw, he uses yeah. rights language up at the top, yeah. but of course he's talking about access, which yeah. means we have that now. Yeah. So meaningless. Yeah. Uh, he literally just compared Medicare for all to the wall. I mean, that's <laughs> centrism incarnate, on right? The, yeah, on the basis of not being able to afford it, which... Again, this horse shit. We can afford yeah. literally. We can afford yeah. to go back to the moon. We could afford to do yeah. anything. We wouldn't even have to tax anyone. We don't have to raise taxes to afford. Matter for all, we should because we should tax people's wealth. Yeah, we should just the, take it from the them. consequence. <laughs> it of, doesn't matter what it's for, though. Exactly, they're too. Exactly, they're unrelated. <laughs> the, they are only potentially related by one consequence, which is if we. Issue dollars into the economy by paying for healthcare, but without taking that much back, back right, yeah. you could potentially cause some minor inflation, some very, yeah. very minor inflation. Right. Which would be great. We should have that to devalue this asshole's wealth. Right, exactly. And my debt. So, like, there's no downside. And that's the lie. That's why the this whole thing, the whole conversation about money has to be obfuscated from the truth about how money works and why no one's taught that um, and what the actual issues are into this uh, kitchen table accounting horseshit yeah, right. about, and then this fanaticism about the debt. It's because that's what's actually at stake. It's a question of using the lever the monetary control levers that we have and one of them is controlling inflation by by taxation and issuance of debt which again takes money out of the economy and burns it so yeah no i mean compared to jesus compared to all the spending the military spent like all this shit it's it's all meaningless when we spend money above what we take in, in taxes they're not related there's there's no bank account for what we take in, in taxes you just create and destroy that money yeah so there's not like they're... I want that job. You just yeah. take, you just get a ton of bills, just set it on fire with like a flamethrower. Uh, what do you think Steve Mnuchin does all day? Man? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, seriously. But like, it's not like they then when there's buys, a deficit buys new wives from Ukraine. <laughs> it's not like when there's then a deficit, they have to issue exactly that much debt. Right. No. It's a whole different lever. They're looking at inflation and saying. How much debt, how enticing should we make it to buy our debt yeah. by the interest rates we offer on it? So that's just a control on inflation. That's all it is. It's fucking meaningless. Uh, in the context of can we afford health care? Because yeah. we absolutely fucking can. Well, yeah. Don't have to issue. Do we, don't, we don't have to increase the debt. We don't have to increase the debt. Well, just right. inflate uh, just uh, devalue the fucking currency. But I, I thought, I mean, apart from monetary policy, I thought when Bernie was floating this, there was a wasn't there a progressive think tank that had crunched the numbers and it would actually be 
cheaper. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, actually, that's the, thing. the funny thing about at least one of those. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's so many of those that come out. Yeah. Right? That's what policy uh, thing takes exist to do. But um, <laughs> like, it actually was one that was like it's the Mercatus Institute, which is actually run out of I think George Mason, which is which is like the hub of this sort of new conservative libertarian. Mm. Um, uh, sort of like it's like funded by the Cokes and that yeah. that group that kind of that kind of money. So even right libertarians like fucking like can't yeah can't fudge it. You know, <laughs> like it's beyond. It's just it's just so funny, right? Because I was joking saying that like he he was like he 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 uses moral language, but about the things you shouldn't be moral about. Because that's basically what this whole national debt conversation is, right? Yeah. It's this idea that it's it's almost like a uh, it's like a psychological sublimation. Sorry, guys, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I'm gonna go deep. Sorry, folks. But it's like a psychological sublimation of the fact that like they know of like yes, we are leaving a catastrophe for the next generation, but it's not because of the debt. It's because of like climate change yeah. and because of like rapid inequality and like and because of like you know white like upholding white supremacy and patriarchy. It's not about fucking. It's not about the number. Yeah. 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 Well, like. Um, Zizek snort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there are other more progressive um, analyses too, but basically, yes, everything that's honest comes out. Again, either he's extremely stupid and, un- and just has such a limited intake and just an unquestioning mind, like like the kind of um, intellectual incuriosity of like a George W. Bush, that like that he doesn't know this, or he's being fucking dishonest because overall there's money to be saved here in terms of the amount people are we're actually spending as a country. It's like it's not like you when if you create a new Single payer health program. You just add the f- the cost right. of the federal government of that on top of what we're spending. Yeah. You actually erase everything we're spending, and I mean it's fucking stupid. It's completely. But stupid. what it means is, but but what it means, and this is what you know. Again, centrum centrism is just a cover for is and painting this shit as as why. I mean, he compares it to the fucking wall. That's gonna bite him in the ass. That he is gonna be yeah, that is. though. He's gonna be the ad. Believes yeah. that. He believes but that. He is gonna get. I mean, if nothing else, that that is the thing that well, is just gonna get shoved in his face for as long as he until he hides under a rock. Well, totally. He should he should know that. Also, it's incredibly popular. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Mean, yeah on both sides of the aisle. You would think that centrist would care about the reflecting polls. exactly <laughs> yeah. the democratic will. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. But it's not. That's bullshit. All right. the all the the left platform is popular. The but what this is all a cover for. And some shitty parts of the right platform are popular too. <laughs> yeah, um, like some of the racism. Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah. go on. Uh, I'm just being a dick. Uh, but. It's a cover because what it means to all it means to save that money, to to have it paid, to go through the federal government, a single payer, pay for everything, pay all the doctors, healthcare free at the point of service, and the end, we as a country are spending less money. But what has happened there is something interesting, which is a transfer of wealth. Right. If you are not paying it out of your pocket, it's being paid by the federal government. Again, the federal government's just creating money, but in these plans, they're going to t- 
tax to do it. Yeah. But whether they did that or not, in the end, you are taking money out of rich people's hands, either by taxing the very wealthy to pay for that, so to speak. Yeah. Even though that's a bu- that's a bullshit construct. Or you're not doing that and racking up our debt, uh, which has no consequences. Or you're not doing that either and you're just um, causing inflation, which, again, cool. So yeah. it's just a cover for what amounts to a, transfer, a wealth transfer that they don't want to happen. Yeah, but I think that is the that's looking at, at it through the lens of class. And these people, I think, are looking at it more through the conservative lens. Granted, this is my own interpretation based on my own anecdotal evidence with friends, is that it's ultimately about personal responsibility because these people are going, I work, I have a job, I have health care, these people need to work, they can't get this thing for free without contributing in some way. So they always focus yeah. on, honestly, what I have to imagine is the vast minority of people, if you're even going to grant them to make that argument yeah and they say well we can't have a system that allows abuse yeah because they're managerial and they're and really this is so it's like it's condescending they're obsessed with efficiency and they are obsessed with being an expert and knowing better they know better than we do and 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 they're and meritocracy they they deserve what they have exactly and some people don't and they're gonna be people who don't deserve it no matter what you because they believe that about humanity yeah well and that i think that's part of the reason why they're trying to humanize schultz with this story of regs to riches which we've never heard of before right it's that well he he's proof again that the system works yeah that yeah. you, you can do this too if you work hard enough. Well, it's at all, st- at whatever level of the conversation, where however far it gets, there's always these kinds of moral arguments that the the moneyed interest, in whatever way you want to look at it, can deploy. There are always people, even like useful idiots, maybe like this guy, who will deploy these arguments earnestly mm-hmm. um, about personal responsibility or whatever. I mean, even when. Historically, the issue of inflation has actually been a political issue, which it isn't now. No, everyone is, is inflation is bad. Yeah. Um, even when it has been, you know, then there's another level of personal responsibility um, horseshit where it hasn't been in this country for a hundred years, but where it says like, well, inflation is is immoral because it devout it it wipes away debt that and that's an abuse that's a a a um a perverse incentive that allows you know people to to shirk their responsibility yeah. um you know and also um uh, uh shrinks my uh, ill-gotten well, yeah exactly that's pretty um, important too you know so there, there's always yeah. these arguments that are always out there and that's what that's what Man, that's you know that's what class consciousness is about. Fighting, yeah, you know? yeah, but those people aren't looking through that lens. No. That's all no. I'm saying. Yeah, no, they are. I blame John Jean Calvin in <laughs> back back in the day. Yeah. Some of this, like like for real. Like I think some of this stuff is like pre-capitalist in yeah. a way. Oh yeah. Of it's it's I mean it shows sort of the uh, roots of um, the capitalist mode of production. God, I'm sorry. Of you should be. Um, I should be. No, seriously. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not at all. Um, but that's the thing is, 
Capital will find whatever arguments to exactly. deploy, okay, exactly. to find people to and nurture those arguments because, and we know this now in the age of the internet, it's always been true that somewhere there's some asshole with every opinion. Okay, yes. now we know that you can just go to Twitter and find that, but it used to be you had At to like B E N U D A S H E N. It used to be that you had to, um, like find people like self-publishing weird like yeah. tracts on the street and then find that and that but they always will i mean this like i the example i like to use is ayn rand it's like there are cranks like her through all of history yeah. she's just one person with that kind of weird crank ideology yeah. at that time i'm sure but somebody people found she was the one she was persistent enough to get herself out there and the second some people caught on and they're like, oh, this is good. This right. this can be... This justifies this, my existence. This <laughs> is, can be deployed in service of capital, you know? And so anything like that will be They could have found a on. writer who could actually write. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's fine. This is where it all started for the company. Decades ago, housewares salesman Howard Schultz They're at the market now. The traditions of Seattle's oh, Pike Place Market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he... <laughs> they actually have been throwing yeah, fucking throw fucking 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 You know it's on God, after this him. interview. Ugh. I'm sorry. I just, oh, I yeah, they, they literally went... And through the fish, which Congrats. every every show that comes to Seattle has to do. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, that that reminds me. I gotta go pretty soon, but um, that that reminds me of just you know that like that so much of our media and these conversations are all about these very high up, you know, professional class managerial people. But you know, don't forget, guys. Like we got the power. You see what happened in LaGuardia this weekend, mm -hmm. like. I wish that had happened sooner, just for everyone right. involved. Like yeah. I traveled, a, you know, internationally for my uh, anniversary, and I mean, I guess that like TSA is probably bad, right? Not bad, like the employees or the money, but like it's not super necessary. I felt, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like that, like these workers chose to do something beyond just what they're told to do, mm -hmm. um, and it. Instantaneously, it was changed. instant. It was within like two hours. Like I was listening, I was today listening to a podcast that was recorded live on that Friday. And at the start, they were like, "Oh my god, some people are saying there's like some shit going on at LaGuardia." By the end of the episode, it was the shutdown's over. You know, like <laughs> it can happen that yeah. fast. Like yeah. there is this power, but we can't listen to people like Schultz yeah. to be the guy who is the leader for that. You know. Um, he, uh, certainly not. Yeah, no. obviously. Apparently yeah, all right. Well, um, Howard Schultz can fuck off and die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's only one Kelly. first Jewish president. What's his name? Wiener. Wiener. <laughs> Wiener needs Wien to come back. Anthony Wiener. Anthony Wiener needs to come back. Have you guys seen that documentary about him? No. Uh, no, no, I wanted to. I heard it's great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's like the best political documentary I've ever seen. Because what happens is all the shit happens while they're... I mean, it's a classic, like, documentary yeah, yeah. trope, you know? But, yeah. like, you see this guy, and he is such a fucking, like, malignant narcissist <laughs> in the way of he is just so blind to all of these issues. Yeah. And all these accusations, and he just keeps doing it. Like he's he was he's a good retail politician, and that shows how probably if you're that good of a retail politician, you're probably a fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah. So that's terrifying. 
Well, I will put that on my list. Tell us some other things we should check out, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we mentioned your podcast. Where yeah. do we find that? You just Where... go to unpopularfront.com. Uh, I got essays and stuff that I write up there, and also the podcast, uh, at Ben Udishan on Twitter, uh, B-E-N-U-D-A-S-H-E-N. And I have to say, it's pretty exciting to see... My old roomies getting into the podcast game, yeah. being in the podcast game. I'm trying game. to you tweet too. Yeah, I'm so, we're yeah. so I'm so we're so bad at po- like we do not have poster mindset. I don't really either. I'm trying I've had a to few get tweets people go, do okay. Yeah, but, you, like, you recently you had a. Yeah, slam dunk. I know, yeah. but it was I don't know. It, like, oh yeah, you won that day. You won. <laughs> you won that day like that the tweets. divorce announcement exactly. came out when you were like, uh, what did he say? Like. Who gets, who gets the, who gets the city, city, council. city council in the divorce? Yeah, yeah that exactly. was pretty good. Um, will Jeff still have visitation? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we all know she gets the city council. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one. That Father's one. rights and courts are rough. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we got a. Uh, didn't uh, maybe we'll have you come I'm on to another time. I'm a feminist MRA. MRA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have you come on and talk about your MRA views yeah. another time. Um, exactly. Cool. Okay, so we'll find you on Twitter. We'll listen to your podcast. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put links in the show. Yeah, show notes. thanks, guys. But we'll also link to um, uh, our Patreon. We've got some. We have subscribe. We have some patrons. Nice. We have. Some I had to, and then they canceled. Uh, so get ready. Well, yeah, I, that's awesome. They didn't though. like your takes, huh? Um, well, admittedly, I like didn't post anything for three months. Oh, so. that'll, that'll do it. Um, yeah. So now we we owe these people these. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a small number. We're growing. Probably no one listened to our first fifteen episodes. Um, well, we know that's not true because not no one being wonks. We have the numbers, but <laughs> I refuse to look at my numbers. That's probably for the best. My ego. Yeah, but we're slowly it. growing. We're a baby little podcast that are uh-huh. are slowly and steadily growing. Um, and some people have gotten in on the ground floor. We do we have their names? Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think our first first patron was Andrew Cargill. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. And then uh, we had Alexander Lark. Thank you very much. Max Wagner. Thank you very much. And admittedly, a good friend of ours, Jason Amon. Yeah, I was thinking about him. Thank you. (laughs) The other roommate. Yes. uh, Thank you very much. All right. Thank you to those um, uh, early uh, before it was cool patrons. On the ground floor. Yeah. That's the before it was cool level, the hipster level. The uh, people who just discovered Starbucks and all their big ideas they had in that in that atmosphere, right? We are we are the fast food of podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, yeah, and thank you so much, Ben, for being yeah, on the show. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, guys, Good for to see you. having yeah. me on. I'm sad I missed the episode where you talked about Jeff Bezos' dick, but I'm sure it'll come back yeah. into the news. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to see it one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>